Breaking bollocks oh. is in session. We're recording. Oh yes! Oh yes we are. Oh dear. Oh dear. Are you ready to record a podcast? Am I, am, am I ever ready to record a podcast? Mm, just, I don't feel exactly like... A podcaster. How does a podcaster feel? No, like... I'd... Every podcast's different. I usually like steer you onto things. Ah, are you incapable of this in the present circumstance? We'll find out. Right. I was hoping you'd be able to, because I've got no fucking idea. Do you want um, to get started? Yeah, let's do that. Can you not? Can you, can, can, can you not? Can I not what? Like a twat. <laughs> this is my face, how dare you? <laughs> Uh, Let's get started before we've. It, it's your while, while, while we. It's always while we, while we still it, can. It, it's always your fucking fault. Well, of course it is. I was here first. <laughs> Hello, internet. I'm fuck, fuck you. <laughs> you, you are fuck you. fuck you. Are you? You're fuck you. <laughs> Stop laughing. <laughs> That's the worst thing to say to somebody. Stop laughing. Here we go again. Do you think they might have guessed that we, <laughs> that we've started off a little bit drunk again? No, I don't. Don't speak, you heathen. I'm trying not to. <laughs> you just spat all over the table. Oh, my laptop's showered now. Honestly. That's your fault. I should have brought an umbrella. Um, Spray that again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that works. That that never works. No, it doesn't. For those in the audio domain, Firebolt just tried to do that thing where you wipe the smile off your face with your hand. I can't do it. I'm just going to start. Would you like me to start? No. Because I can do it. No. I'm a responsible actor. No, no. We'll get on to that. What do you think? Hello, Internet. I'm Firebolt. And I'm the Orbiter from the planet Zorg. <laughs> you okay? No. <laughs> Never. Welcome to um, Breaking Bollocks episode 44. 44. We're catching up to your age. We are. <laughs> but will your age race away from us? No, it won't. <laughs> no. Because and age doesn't work like that at shut all. Shut up. I'm just implying that you're old. Yes, I know what you're doing. Getting older quickly. I know what you're doing. I'm trying to make you feel small and insignificant with my superior tones. What? So as to diffuse right, you... any humour in any sense or form. I, I don't know what was um before the intro, but if you can't tell, we're a little bit um pissed. No, that we never do that on our podcast. Actually, well, see, it was... It was never my long-term intention for this to be the case on a regular basis, but I actually enjoyed listening back to the last episode so much that I couldn't listen to it in public because I just kept laughing. <laughs> exactly, which is kind of kind of good because I know I know we do go. I mean, we we did do some deeper, meaningful bits, didn't we? But it's supposed to be laced with humour as well, and and I feel like um, I, I have been told I'm a funny drunk when I'm not being an arsehole. <laughs> There's a balance, oh, isn't there, when you've been drinking? There's a there's a fine line. Yeah. Anyway, do you want to... Usually that's when you've inadvertently scored during the evening, but 
What? <laughs> the fine line. I'm confused. Oh, you've never done cocaine, have you? I have, yes. Oh. Very disappointing. Yes. No, have you? <laughs> no. Oh, disappointed. you're disappointed in me? No. I don't know. Shut up. Whatever. <laughs> I'm disappointed in you, but for other reasons. I'm going to cry now. Oh dear. Anyway, do you want to get onto the news? Just to cry a bit more. Before we do, because we were actually kind of slightly part of the news. We were. We were on SCV news, we're, we're, Yeah, we were, the day well, before. You were. I wasn't. I don't think. I couldn't actually see myself in the clip that I was shown. I could see my sister. And her and James. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I was behind or like covered by a sign. That was the global climate strike, which, I mean, at least according to Greta Thunberg, has now reached numbers above 4 million. Yeah. I think they were probably getting on for 1,000 at Aberdeen, wasn't they? At yeah. its peak. Which, are, which might not seem like an awful lot, but bearing in mind it is the old capital of Europe and the last demonstration they did only had 150 there. Yeah. It's a, it's a good sign, I think. That was I in mean, March, wasn't it, the last one? Yeah, considering that this whole movement, um, School Strike for Climate Change, was only started by Greta Thunberg, I think, one year and one month ago. I think it's great. That, that was one person. Yeah. I think and it's, now it's four million. I think it's great that um, adults have been invited to get involved. I think the kids should still... Well, I say kids, but I mean... <clears throat> youth. The, the youth um, should still lead the, the way because it's obviously it's it's more of an investment in their future than anything else. But um, but I think everybody should get involved. Um, I noticed, I think there was 10 arrests today from Extinction Rebellion. Um, oh, right. Was that in the to, UK? Yeah, they were trying to block... Well, there was a coordinated effort, apparently. They were doing the same over at Calais, but they were trying to block um, Calais and Dover um, to cause disruption there. But there was also some... Some of them had glued themselves to a, an A-road somewhere, the A-20. Or Maybe that was the one, because I think the A-20 does go to, down to Dover. They glued okay. themselves to the road anyway, and, and I'm not quite sure how, but... Um, yeah, I mean, some people may say, bloody hippies disrupting our way of life. They should be in school getting education. But you know what? Fuck you. Cause it's just sort of like... Um, it doesn't matter whether you've got an education or not. If you haven't got a planet, you can... Yeah. On. It's... I have more important places to be. There are people dying. I did consider, because they were... Um, I mean, there's fucking massive migration problems already, as if we don't need more, you know? Yeah, and that's just from us humans fighting each other, not really but, much through but climate. That, it's, it's all interconnected, though, because the environment, the political environment is interlinked with everything else, you know. It's, yeah, um, there's a I lot mean, to do with the geography. Connected with the climate debate thing, I notice um, that uh, the US have just, um, I don't know if they've already sent or they're, they're sending troops and support into Saudi Arabia um, to protect their oil supplies. Of course they fucking are. Well, yeah. As soon as there's money to be made on fucking oil. Short term. Short ter- short sightedness it is. Cause oh, we're fighting for freedom. No, you're fucking not. <laughs> the freedom to destroy hundreds of thousands of species on the planet and 
it's dep- it gets depressing once you start talking about it because if you listen to and and I do listen to experts because they're experts for a reason you know there's going to be extinctions there's going to be lots of deaths I, I don't know if you've been seeing any of it because you don't do Facebook as much as me but um, our uh, your I'm trying to think what re- relative to you they are granddad and grandma's you know, gra- no, granddad's brother or sister you know the ones that we that visited in Spain my great uncle and great aunt yeah they um they their whole place got completely flooded out in the floods in Spain that I can't it was a quite quite a few days ago it was last week sometime uh, I can't remember how long ago it was but um they've only just now managed to clear out most of the mud that was left behind they've now got the problem of sifting through trying to sort everything out and make sure that the damp's not going to cause irreparable damage to the property and stuff and that was what are they, there was like a what do they call it? A Medicane, a Mediterranean hurricane, basically. What's that? Um, yeah, I don't know if that particularly ended up hitting them, but a lot of the weather systems that were going around, Costa Blanca, I think, got the brunt of it, but a lot of the rain that fell, I think they said something about they got like seven years of rain in the space of a couple of days or something. But it's just... It, it, but it, oil. I mean, it? yeah... I mean, I've been saying this for a while. It does feel like we're heading into darker times on a political level, but also on an environmental level. It's very positive, though, that people are being very... Well, world leaders, at least, are very comfortable. You see, I was saying this on, on a clip in my podcast today. I recorded a clip. And what strikes me is that there's a lot of people saying about... Uh, criticising people like Rick <laughs> Thunberg. Strikes. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And the youth that are kind of protesting for... I mean, they say it's the youth, but, you know, I'm 40, 47, nearly 48, and I was there protesting. There were a lot of people that were there, there that were older than me. So, you know, let's not be ageist about it. Um, it, it was mainly youth, and it was mainly youth-led. Yeah, it's organised and led by the youth, which is an admirable thing. But being older doesn't mean being no. a fucking knob-end, in other words. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, although that does seem to be a prevalent... Um, yes, it's it's a trend. But this whole thing about um, you know, you know, all these kids—they've got their their smartphones and their iPads, and and they turn up to these things. They've been driven there, or, or you know, they—it's like, yeah. But the difference is that you can make in your everyday life. I could turn into a hermit, and it would make fuck all difference to the future of the planet. Yeah, you know. But there are people who have a massive influence over the whole population, basically. Yeah, um, it is. And they can make a, a huge difference. Industry can make a huge difference. It is basic mathematics. Yeah. Trying to convince well, world leaders, politicians, convince celebrities as well, celebrity mm. endorsement. And in today's change. world, it's necessary to use all that technology to reach those people. And although I would honestly rather eat them, convincing the rich not to keep putting poison out into the world well it's, it's pure selfishness because it's not the rich that are going to suffer the worst yeah you know it's the people like those in the bahamas um it's the people that don't have hot to piss in. yeah they're the ones that are going to die so they're the ones that are dying yeah so they've been dying for but no, nobody cares about them. well nobody who can make a difference cares about them Unless Greta Thunberg made a difference, and yeah. she was just one teenage girl, she amassed 
a global movement and is a global peace prize nominee. How did that, how did that kind of? Um, I mean, obviously she did that first thing herself, but obviously you need to get publicity to to for that to snowball into a global movement. Um, Networking, yeah, got friends, got organizers, got press attention by yeah. just being out of school, and that attracts attention because it's like you're breaking the rules here, yeah, but for mm. a good cause, yeah. And it's a big step. I mean, like, I mean, school is one thing, but it's a, it's. I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to say that it's, you know, that it's not a big thing that she's done and that all the people, all the, all the youths are doing. But it's, I, I would, I don't know whether it's just because you've got used to towing the line a lot more as you get older, or you've got, you've got financial responsibilities and and things. But when you're I mean, one of the things that was coming up in the speeches was about choosing your career wisely, wasn't it? Mm. Um, and, but regardless, I mean, I'm lucky in that I, I'm i my own boss, so I could go along uh, without too much disruption. But if I can imagine if I was in a POYE, in a, in a salaried sort of employed position, it would be quite tricky for me to actually just take the day off and strike um, yeah. without fear of reprisals. Um, but then you got to think, well, yeah, but what's the worst reprisal? You know, do you get a reprimand from work or do you watch your planet die? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, this was something that I noticed. That it, this isn't being particularly critical of you. It's just sort of, a, I guess, attitude thing, maybe. Mm, mm. Um, I did notice after the protest, we went into Costa. Yeah. And you'd bought some snacks. Yeah. Um, just to have during the protest because it, it was just standing there for quite a long time chanting yeah. mm. and uh, weirdly we did a conga line as well because Aberdeen's a weird place we might as well have a party I, I think a lot of them had a, that kind of party atmosphere going on trying to you know keep things yeah civil you know but carry on I, I just took out some crisps in the costa that we were at and oh yeah you were like are you allowed to do that it's just like what yeah. are they actually gonna do? Yeah, the, you do, as you get older, you do kind of you do. It's a shame you do. I don't get a think bit it's more necessarily as you get. I mean, it's it's as you go through the school system, but I I think I'm unusual, and that's why. Although I get good grades, a lot of the senior management doesn't like it when I disagree with them. But most people, when they like disagree with a decision of management or something, will just go along with it anyway. But you d- I certainly have found as I've got older that I feel less comfortable being rebellious. I guess um, that that might be the religion in you. Well, no, because you know, in my in my sort of late teens and early twenties, I I wouldn't I wouldn't have given a flying fuck, you know. I don't know. It might be an age <laughs> thing then. Might just be that you're getting tired of having to. Say no to people, or just you. You just you do. You do kind of slip into a a kind of keeping the peace kind of frame of mind. I suppose. Sort of. What's the least tiring route here? As as my granddad used to say, "Out for a quiet life." Yeah. Um, But you've got to draw a line, haven't you? I mean, like in that situation, the crisps in the in the Starbucks is in the Costa. Sorry, is it's like well, you know what they're going to do, like you say. but well, I think I I I am keen to continue to support these um, climate change resistance movements, 
but Extinction Rebellion gluing themselves to a road. I mean, like there's a, we've got a leaflet that we were given where it says take two weeks off work and go down to London and help them like from 7th of October, they're trying to disrupt Parliament. And, you know, there, there's a, I suppose there's a gradient of how much, how much of your so-called normal life you're willing to sacrifice. But then you've still got to weigh in, in mind with that how much of your normal life you're going to lose if you don't do something about it. So there there's, there is, certainly has to be a balance. One thing that I thought actually I would very much like to do would be I, I, at, that, at that strike I was thinking, you know, that gives me a lot of inspiration for if I was going to write songs or write music. I would probably have. I would probably think about doing something along the lines of, you know, something about that, about the climate change situation, and about the situation the planet's in and stuff like that. But it's kind of a difficult crisis to be, in some ways, emotive about. I guess. Yeah. Because whilst it's an enemy with many faces and. Those faces don't necessarily have to be enemies. No, there was a. I was watching. Um, you know, the BBC do uh, like a papers next day papers thing late at night. They they look at the front pages and stuff. And and to be honest, I was quite surprised at how little coverage there was of these climate strikes. Certainly in the British press, I did notice that. Um, but um, there were two sort of people commenting on it. And the woman that went first talking about the climate strikes when they came up was saying how, you know, she was very much of the opinion that they shouldn't be given up a day of their education. And, and especially bearing in mind that the government have set out these targets that they want to meet and are trying to address the climate change issue. But, but I'm totally in agreement with the other guy who responded to her by saying, I'm actually quite shocked by your complacency on this. Because, you know, there are millions of people are going to die. They're, they're dying already. Yeah. The, you know, the, the hottest 20 years on record have been in the last 22 years. You know, it's, it's just not, it's... And I know... It just seems like a trivial thing to say, oh, you, you know, you're missing a day off school. And it's like, no, hang on a minute. We're talking about the extinction of not just us, but hundreds of thousands of other species as well. Yeah. Which is happening now. And I know the UK proportionally doesn't make up a huge amount of the world's population. So there's that sort of attitude of why isn't China doing anything about it? But it's that sort of idea of if you want to be seen as the good guys in this situation, take fucking responsibility. Actually, I mean, hit proper target in a trade sense surely what we do um in the west must have an effect on them because if we have rules that have to be abided by to import goods that they have to have been produced in a in an environmentally friendly way then china's going to lose all our business if they don't hop on board do you know what i mean also i feel I know like they've got their own economy but i mean it would given all this talk of british values shouldn't we actually boycott trade from China because a lot of it is produced unethically yeah well I know um, there's been a lot of um, stuff in the news over the years about sweatshops that make the kind of clothes that you buy at these I'm not going to name any names but certain famous sort of cheap clothes shops and I think there has been pressure to source more ethically but I don't know how much of that has been adhered to Um, but there was 
We must have a free market and the freedom to use that market to oppress other people. Yeah, we must also have the freedom to say "fuck you" and glue ourselves to roads and yeah, that, take that's, time off that's and, the point. <laughs> that's that freedom what, it, works both ways. It's sort of whilst this is going to fuck me over personally, I care more about fucking over capitalism. Well, there is a whole kind of argument about this, and this is the essence of what a lot of leavers talk about with the EU, is that having these rules imposed about things such as, I noticed the latest coffee machine that we've got in the house won't stay on for more than 40 minutes, whereas the old one, we used to leave it on all day. Now, that's an EU directive that's that's obviously come along to do with energy conservation. Um, and I quite agree with it. I find it slightly inconvenient. Because also I partly safety. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. But, I mean, there is that kind of reaction from certain members of society who want to have the freedom to, you know, I want to be able to choose what I do with anything. And, and it's like, well, yeah, but that's an irresponsible attitude because... You just want to be able to do whatever you like and sod the consequences, basically, is what you're saying. Yeah, that that's why they... And we'll get onto this in a, and this is, the this actual is subject what, of the and, the and And this is what I'm talking about when I, when I made the post, uh, the photo that I put up of you guys at the strike was, this is what taking responsibility looks like. Mm. You know, they talk about the kids of today being... You, they, they, you know, they, they say, oh, it's all PC, it's just actually giving consequences for bad actions. See, that itself, I mean, I know you've referred to, in conversation with me, about political correctness gone wrong, and I think that phrase has taken on an incorrect meaning. In in today's kind of double-think world, it's become a criticism, political correctness. But when you think about what the words actually mean, what, what does the word correct mean? Yeah. You know, you, you can't say that when something's correct, it's wrong. And and seriously tell me that we're not living George Orwell's nightmare. You know? It's like, correct means... What you mean is you don't agree with somebody else's judgment of how you treat people. Now, maybe it's about time, if you've got a problem with political correctness, that you have a good think about what those people feel like when you're shitting on them from a great height with your freedom mm. rant yeah oh, it's these professional wankers that annoy me professional wankers yeah I saw that on the MASH report today people like Piers Morgan Julia Hartley Brewer Katie Hopkins those cunts Right, no, because I was thinking like there are actually professional wankers out there. That... Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't I mean, worry, most of them are on webcam channels, but you know. <laughs> anyway, and probably um, the vast majority of them are female. But continue. Probably. <laughs> anyway, that wasn't a criticism, by the way, just an observation of. Do you want to actually go into the subject? Yeah, shall we? Um, that would be funny. Today's subject, if you cannot read, is comedy. And before I forget to slip it in, <laughs> um, to the sorry that that was an attempt to go, but it came out completely wrong because I'm not thinking. <laughs> um, you sounded yeah, like I'm going to do some cross promotion. <laughs> yeah, well, it's coming up to Christmas. Um, gobble gobble. <laughs> um, gobble gobble. Uh, 
Yeah, I just made that joke, but now you've ruined it. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> um, yeah, cross-promotion. Um, ego. Everybody's got one. You have got one. The podcast on the After Dark Network, which um, Craig used to run, he's he's letting go of the reins and handing over to Colin, and we will be on, hopefully. Um, and I'm not sure if it'll all... No, it should be out, actually. Yeah. No. Actually, <laughs> shall, I, shall I finish my sentence? We're recording this the day that this goes out. Yeah. That, well, the, not only that, but round about the exact time. So while you're listening to this, if you listen to it as soon as it comes out, as you should be, because you're all avid fans and you, you just can't wait, you're with bated breath waiting for the moment that our podcast is released, um, nine o'clock on Thursday when this comes out is when we're recording. Exactly. And that is, funnily enough, not by design, just complete coincidence, is... Um, a show on the top five comedians. If you've never listened to it, go and have a listen. It's funny. <laughs> um, Maybe it's got us on occasion like so. Has to be. Well, I don't know what it's going to be actually because it's got a new presenter now. It used to be a filthy thing. Uh, you say filthy thing? Yeah, they've got a, a they've got various characters on it. One of them, which is um, a, a paedophile with a I can't remember. I'm confused. Talking about this little boy called Timmy or something. I don't know. I can't remember. Um, it's 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 all a blur. It's all very confusing. So uh, let's are get you in. Sure you are Timmy. <laughs> Me, Timmy. Mm. No, I don't think I am. It's just you said it's all a blur. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, I'm worried. Oh my God, this is my debut episode on there as well. Maybe I've been lured in. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm f- nearly 48. Mm-hmm. The memories are coming flooding back. Mm-hmm. Anyway, subject, comedy. Um, I mean, I g- I'm not really sure what I was um, going to say. Doing when I put this, but um, I mean, I guess a good place to start, since I did mention it in um, the news thing, is this trend in comedy, and I'll put comedy in inverted commas because it quite often just isn't funny, is this moaning about PC culture ruining comedy and all that. Well, see, that that part of it, I I don't... I mean, I kind of understand... Oh, I don't know. The, there's no point moaning about PC culture. I understand no. why some people might be offended by some comedy, but at the end of the day, I don't think that... As long as it's comedy, I don't think yeah. it's... Well, it it tends to not actually really have an effect on the comedian as well. That's so, the thing. Some of it is intentionally offensive. That's that's what they're trying to do, to get a laugh. And it's like... Yeah, but it's sort of... It's when that line... Cause in if some it's co- meant. Yeah. In some contexts, any language is okay. But it has to be specific context for some specific yeah. type's language. But if you look at... Um, what's his name? That one that goes... <laughs> When he laughs, what's his name? Jimmy Carr. Yeah, Jimmy Carr. Sorry, Jimmy, I know you listen. Um, <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's obvious. I mean, some of the stuff he comes out with in his live stand-up is really way over the line, isn't it? But at yeah, the but same he time... he plays with that with the audience. He says, yeah. what the fuck, you actually laughed at that, you're horrible human beings. Yeah, yeah. It's clear that that is... Um, I suppose it's when it's not as clear whether or not it's done in a humorous way. Um, I mean, there's some of the stuff that, that although I really like Ricky Gervais' stuff, 
some of the things that he's, he's said. He's a good uh, writer, but he's a shit comedian, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, a brilliant TV series that he did that he's doing the second series of what was that? Afterlife. That, that's really, yeah. really good. And The Office I really enjoyed. And I like his stuff on religion. But um, sometimes it feels like when you're coming out with all that anti-PC stuff, it feels like you're just pandering. I'm sorry, what? Anti-PC stuff. Um, it feels like you're just coming out with what you think some of your audience want to hear and pandering to the lowest denom- common denominator in the audience. Mm. When it's like, you know, you, you, you're in a position of responsibility where well, you should point- be able to actually... Take the piss out of the people that take the piss. At that point, it not, not, becomes not, a political rally with jokes. Not not take the piss, but it, you should be taking the piss out of the people that are causing the offence. Yeah. Well, that's... <clears throat> comedy like based around race or sex You know, is taking a pit, the piss out of the oppressive things there. Mm. It's not really funny if you're just taking the piss out of someone who's genuinely... Well, been taking the piss out of, but in a nasty way in real life for yeah. a long time. Yeah. I mean, a, a good example of this is the whole kind of um, gender issues thing that people um, have various different views about. But there was, a, there was a girl wearing a T-shirt. I don't know if she was a girl, actually, or he or they. Um, <laughs> but they were wearing a T-shirt which said labels of her clothes, basically. And I thought, yeah, it's like, well, the, I, I, I think... We're getting back on onto the old sort of sex gender difference thing, um, but do you know what I mean? That there there is a in comedy. I think this is why why it came into my mind was that it, I've seen it, I've heard it said by comedians um, taking the piss out of people who identify as whatever. But I mean, it's just the same joke over and over again. It's just really fucking tiresome. Yeah, it, it just. But with that particular thing is that the comedians that try to take the piss out of that understand it so little that that surface level thing is all they. But can for take me, the piss for out me, of. it's like well, uh, you know, at least they're making a choice. People who identify as something, at least they're making a choice. Hmm. You know, a lot of people just go along with whatever they've. You know, I don't like the stereotypes that are imposed on me as a male, whatever that is. Um, And this conversation came up um, with the band, actually, talking about... Because Sam Smith's just declared that he should be forever referred to as they or them rather than he. And there was a discussion that came up about that. It wasn't taking the piss out of him. It was just kind of... But it was very non-understanding, shall we say. Because to me, Mm. I think that the point to me is I think it's a shame that the world is a place where that has to be done. Because if there was gender equality in the first place, and no, you know, if there was no gender bias in the first place, if there was no gender assumptions in the first place, then it wouldn't be a necessary thing. And and the argument was being made that you know it's like it's trying to take control of people's language and control the way that they actually think by doing that is by forcing people to refer to you in a particular way. Well, and it's like well, it, language obviously isn't working if there isn't something that def- defines you. No, well, this is why language evolves and takes on new yeah. meanings. This is why I think uh, Miriam Webster just added uh, they as a non-binary pronoun to the dictionary. Yeah, I think my only... Pr- see, the, the, my only problem with that is there needs to be a new one because they, to me, is... Well, there I know is it's they not, but it, it tends uh, to imply plural. G as well. There's what? 
there's um they and she as well, but it's sort of they is a catch-all term for if you're not certain of someone's gender anyway, even if they identify yeah. as if um they identify as uh he or she, you can still call them they, and it works for everyone. Yeah, I mean, it's been used as a singular pronoun by Shakespeare. It's been used by yeah, Jane Austen. Yeah, this assumption that it's just this new thing is fucking bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. We're not really on comedy, are we? No, but I, <laughs> we got. I, I get into, annoyed at yeah. these people that are basically just using it just, as an excuse to take the piss out we, of people we, that we are just, already having a pretty fucking hard time. We 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 just um. I feel like our podcast turns into like a couple of hour rant on, which is fine, on on political and and oh, whatever comedy. So anyway, um, yeah. Speaking of Shakespeare, obviously he was famously um, tended to write either tragedies or comedies or histories, weren't they? Some of which kind of overlapped a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but is satire? A specific form of comedy. Yeah. What What would you? How, how would you define satire, as opposed to say something like slapstick? Well, slapstick. I mean, it's probably easier to describe slapstick than it is satire. Mm. Slapstick is, by definition, very physical comedy. Yeah, I would have to. Uh, I mean, you can't do an episode without talking about uh, on comedy without r- highly revering and referring to some a couple of my favourite comedians when i was a kid i don't know if you see them that much nowadays but it used to be on the telly all the time with laurel and hardy when i was a kid i've heard of them but i've not oh my seen them. god you haven't lived sorry sorry but it's just that's um i mean oh oh i'm sorry that that must sound so old <laughs> laurel and hardy um in the same vein as who was the other guy there was a there was a guy that was hanging off a clock face. The famous film... Uh, well, Charlie Chaplin was another one with the swinging cane. This was all black and white times, but... <laughs> well, um, you didn't realise you were that old. No, I wasn't. It's just that it was on the telly all the time when I was a kid. Remember, when I was a kid, there was only three channels. I suppose. Um, I mean, that, that's sort of equivalent to like doing reruns from the 90s yeah. here. Yeah. Jesus, you are old then. What, what do you mean? Well, it's like my twenty years ago was the nineties. Yours was the when you were born. Uh, actually, my twenty years ago when I was born was the eighties. Your twenty years ago when you were born was the forties. Fifties. No, I was born in seventy-one. Fifties. I can't do maths because I'm like <laughs> the fact that's really basic maths. Have I felt? Like I was that? born the year Jimi Hendrix died. That's depressing. I could be Jimi Hendrix reincarnated. I doubt it. Having learned all the lessons that he learned. <laughs> He might be more talented. I might be who? More talented. I might be more talented. Nah, I'm joking. Yeah, I think you... Or am I? No, Jimi Hendrix was a fucking genius. Yeah. Well, apart from the fact that he choked on his own vomit, but... Artists. We, we suffer for our art. Where was I? You'd... Oh, Carry On films. Have you seen many of them? No. Carry on films, oh my god, you've missed out on like... I've seen... Um, I mean, it's very, very I, dated and se- highly sexist. I think it was a bit of that Probably. 70s program yeah. or something, maybe. 
talking about what did you on. think of i played to you a couple of weeks ago when we were pissed um first episode of a of a, a sitcom called mind your language from the 70s which well it was sort of and this is where i mean context is very important comedy mm. in general at that time i mean nowadays if that was played i mean it would, it would be played differently but it 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 the same sorts of jokes would be like you would understand that it was ironic, kind of taking the piss of the past, of the time when that mm. was around. So it's kind of hard to estimate at that time were the writers taking the piss of the time that they were in and the fact that that sort of comedy was fairly because it seemed like a, well a lot of the humor was actually sort of based around because that's about. Um, an English language class mm. where night, night school, yeah, yeah, uh, for adults. The actual English people are very bad at foreign languages. You you didn't get as far as actually the second half of the first episode where uh, Inga from Sweden turns up, <laughs> and she's like this stereotypical big-breasted um, blonde kind of young, good-looking Swedish girl who obviously the Eng- the prim and proper English teacher gets very flustered whenever he's speaking to her because she's clearly like just like basically waving her tits in his face, you know. <laughs> it's like, um, and it is it is all built on stereotypes. But I think what what this struck me, what struck me thinking about it was, I think it's a shame, and I think it's because of the people that are more right wing and actually mean it with malice. I think it's a shame that we can't take the piss out of each other and each other's cultures without the fear of it being meant in yeah, it's sort a of a bad way. And it, it's not the fault of the people that would assume that it's bad. It's the fault of the people that actually mean it in a bad way, yeah. creating that atmosphere of, are we really sure anymore? It's that, um, there's a thing on the internet, I think it's called Godwin's Law. That might be another one. It'd be nice I, to be able to take the piss out of somebody without them thinking, oh, God, am I going to get stabbed? I can't remember <laughs> if Godwin's, was, uh, God, Godwin's law is the one where if you compare someone to Hitler on the internet, you've lost an argument. Or if it's if anyone says anything on the internet, especially in creationist forums, you can't assume that they don't mean it. <laughs> yeah. Especially now with fucking flat Earth, I mean that well, is the stereotypical. You, you took the words out of my mouth there because joke theory. That guy that I referred to earlier, that was on the BBC Papers thing, his response to that woman basically, he said, "If you don't address the situation that's happening with the climate the way it is right now, if you don't acknowledge that it's something worth missing a day of school for." you may as well just fuck off and join the Flat Earthers. I mean, he didn't say fuck off, but you may as well just go and join the Flat Earthers because that's how serious it is. Yeah, you know, we're not talking about... Have to be yeah, at. we're not talking about, oh, they should be in school, they're missing a day of education. We're talking about... And, and getting back to it, I'm not, I don't apologise for it. be out in droves saving, missing out on their it's not, planet. It's not... I mean, the, the language is unfortunate because it's not about saving the planet. The planet will save itself. It's about saving the human race and the, the other species that are going to suffer because of our actions. I mean, not even necessarily. Looking at new evidence from Venus... The way that actually the greenhouse effect works is once we get to a certain point pumping that out, it 
could spiral out of control so it just gets hotter and hotter and actually inhospitable for life. Yeah. Yeah, I mean we've all seen chemical reactions in in the lab at school, you know, it's like Yeah. All it takes is for the balance of- to be tipped a particular amount. Yeah. There's my contribution. Thanks. <laughs> um once it gets to a certain point, it's it's this thing that people don't because it it would I think people before even scientists assumed that it would just return to normal once human does fuck off and stop putting shit into it. Well, when it. you say normal, that's only relative to, to, to what we know. Return of, to its natural state when um, civilizational collapses have happened in the past. Again, I've I've got to pull you they up return. on that because natural state is is the way it will always be. Natural yeah. state includes the way that we make okay. it. Sorry, <laughs> but I mean, um, for general speaking purposes. Return to how it was before technology. Yeah. But, I mean, still, there would be... I mean, unless it eroded... I mean, it would erode over time, but once humans were extinct, there would still be ruins about. That was something I found quite depressing. There was a guy that went down... that that, that specialises in deep-sea diving, and he's been like to the bottom of the Mariana Trench and stuff. He's, he's, he's obviously well-funded, whether he's rich or not, I don't know, but... Bottom. The, yeah, he's he's he's. I think he's got this titanium thing that, and he's gone. He's basically he's done five, the five deepest. He's been to the deepest point now in the ocean, um, which is I think somewhere under the Antarctic, somewhere. I don't know, but anyway. No, it'd be in the Pacific. That's the Mariana Trench. No, it's deeper than the Mariana Trench. This this place that he's been to. Is it? I think so. Uh, maybe I'm bullshitting. The but anyway, trench, to my knowledge, is the deepest point. But anyway, wherever he's been, he's been down really deep <laughs> in some <laughs> trench somewhere. Um, but basically, like, however deep it is, a couple of miles down, how far does it go down? 13,000 metres. So yeah. you could dip Mount Everest in there and you'd still yeah. have another Mont Blanc to go. But, you know, <laughs> the the sort of footage and the evidence of life that he's come back with is fascinating that, you know, there's like life forms we've never seen. But also, there's also evidence of human life down there because he 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 saw, like, the, they showed a pyra- like a pyramid-shaped structure, a small thing, but it turns out that, that what you were actually seeing, it was quite small, but it was actually a carrier bag at the bottom of the trench. <laughs> it's like, that's depressing. Yeah. It's like, oh, I mean, we it's found Atlantis. No, it's just a Tesco bag. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Tesco, sort your fucking lives out. I'm fed up with going in there and only being having the choice to buy stuff that is in plastic bags, you know? In actual fact, I'm going, I'm, we're going to Little More now, but it's it, because, partly because it's a lot cheaper, but also there seems to be a lot less packaging. Yeah, it's interesting, though. I, I know Tesco is I'll rel- pay more. relatively cheap, but Little is quite famed in the UK for being quite cheap and yeah, worth money cost about well. half as much yeah but also I, d- I did notice uh, I think there was something on the news about uh, by the way if you want any sponsorship deals just Aldi or something I can't remember but uh, oh it's, it's yeah it was Aldi we went to not little sorry Aldi and Nimbury yeah I did notice that they had uh, more renewable things yeah Comedy, yeah. Fucking sort your lives out. Give it. Give us more stuff not in plastics, please. Thank you. Even Comedy. if it costs a bit more, I'll pay a bit more for something like, in paper or cardboard. I feel like this should be separate into your house. We've had our ranty bit. Uh, well, uh, just one more ranty bit on <laughs> that. We can't help ranting. 
Well, is, is that they also pretend that their freedom of speech is at risk? Who? The sort of comedians that's like, oh, PC culture is silencing me. No, uh, no. But how you, do you have a fucking Netflix special then if well, you're being silenced? Not that being funny, up. but not being funny, but you know, we're not saying don't say those things. We're saying you're a fucking asshole for saying those things, and we have the freedom because we have freedom of speech too. Yeah, the, to call you out on it, so go fuck yourself. <laughs> I mean, no, I've genuinely had people in arguments with me say that they genuinely believe that any opinion can be said with no criticism and it has to be respected because that's how freedom of speech even the like, opinion ah, even the opinion what? that everybody else should not be able to counter um, contradict your own opinion i can't remember i think it was carl young <laughs> isn't that the it might uh, be someone else tolerance of intolerance yes the, the intolerance paradox mm. about should we tolerate intolerance and it gets to a point well, where once you tolerate intolerance to a certain amount, say the Nazis. But this is this is my point, though, is that Nazis, yeah, they should have the freedom to say what they want to say. They but could at tolerate the same people's time, existence. At the same time, they've then got to tolerate everybody else turning around and telling them to fuck off. <laughs> you know, you can't you can't say that everybody has the freedom to to form their own opinions and have their own opinions and voice them while not accepting that everybody else has the freedom to turn around and tell you you're a fucking twat. Mm. <laughs> but effectively speaking, that sort of language can be silencing to oppressed groups. Yeah. That sort of creating this atmosphere of hate can create an actual silencing. Are we going to have to change the title of this episode? No, but that we'll get into a lighter bit if you want. Yeah, I think we should. It's just difficult because we're so. It's our. This is our platform. We're, we're in we're a soapbox. Inspired. To, to, we've got things. Yeah, we ju- we've just been out and done something we feel good about. So, I want to burn shit now. <laughs> what was that one I saw? The sign that I saw. Um, some some. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a bit sexist actually. Some men just want to watch the world burn. It was a Batman quote, but it's, it was a direct quote. So I'll let her off. She was the one with the labels, the different clothes thing, t-shirt. Anyway, um. Comedy. Monty Python. Yes. Oh, Monty Python's Me. a weird one. It's sort of... When you get into sort of... Me. I get, mm, defining comedy. Me. The, the, I mean, there isn't really any way to define it. I mean... See, this... I don't know. I, do you find sitcoms funny? It depends on what they are. Um, I find Friends funny. I don't. I... I, I I don't find those sitcoms, with possibly the exception I, you know of the IT crowd, I, what I find the ones funny. with the laugh tracks. Oh, yeah, I, I find them a bit annoying, but I find the sarcasm funny in some of them. Yes. But, uh, yeah, the, uh, going back a little bit, the carry-on stuff, obviously, was... I mean, it was very British, but it was quite sexist and dated. But have you heard of the goons? Mm-hmm. They were... The goons, have you heard of the no. goons? Neddy. Um, <laughs> Spike Milligan? I've heard of yeah, he 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 was borderline. Um, he I think he had been in and out of lunatic asylums, um, but he was borderline genius comedian, um, but also a little bit unhinged as well. He, he'd written books and stuff, but um, he was one of the the goons team. The goon show were like a radio uh, series in the sixties, which was just bizarre. I mean, off the wall humor. You could do stuff on radio, which 
you couldn't do on TV, I think, because it just went off on these tangents that were just like... I mean, the nearest thing I can think of, I don't know whether you've seen them, is have you heard of a film called Time Bandits? I've heard of it, but... And it's all that very kind of zany, kind of crazy kind right. of... Right. And I think Monty Python is from the same kind of mould. Yeah. Um, I uh, don't know if you've heard of Not the Nine O'Clock News, which was a, a, a similar kind of vein of... it was, But a lot of it is very political in nature, but not... It's weird because it's done in such a, a silly way that it's kind of... I don't know. I'm it's interesting piss, with those late-night shows. Well, the ones that I watch anyway... Uh, some of the ones in America just sort of a bit grating and about celebrity news, that sort of thing. But um, the ones that are more about politics and serious issues tell it. I mean, they sort of alternate between comedy and doing really stupid stuff and serious talk. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of where that's become a more reliable source of news almost. Russell than- Howard's good at that actual news mm. I mean at least in America because then fucking news is a disgrace there's a lot of crossover isn't there because I, I, I mean comedians have kind of gone into the kind of travel documentary kind of oh, yeah. world as well uh, and uh, what's his name who was one of the Monty Python team um, was one of the first that I remember doing it quite famously uh, Michael Palin yes um, Palin's something or other it was called but yeah, I mean that Ramesh Ranganathan's done it, and the and I'll tell you what I really like is um, I'm not so keen on the ones that have got Ricky Gervais and um, what's his name in, but the Carl Pilkington oh, stuff. Yeah. I like the stuff that he did just on his own, but it annoys me when he comes back and basically Ricky Gervais and what's the other guy with Steve the funny eyes? Yeah, when they just come back and take the piss out of him and just laugh uncontrollably at him, it's just like it's just oh. annoying. Honestly, though, with some of the stuff he comes out with, I would take the piss out of him to the same degree. I know, but it's just that I think it's Ricky Gervais's laugh. He just goes so over the top with it. It's just like, yeah, I know. I know it's funny and it's quirky what he's coming out with, but it's it's not that funny. You know, it's just like it's sort of interesting how his mind works and how he interprets the world. It's just sort of what? (laughs) But there is that kind of question in your mind whenever he opens his mouth Carl Pilkington as to whether or not he means what he's saying or if he's doing it because he's playing this character do you know what I mean I don't really think about it like that I just was a fucking idiot because it is it is that you do get that in life a lot is when you when you hear people talking you think do they really think this or are they or are they just kind of taking the piss you know it's almost satire that they're doing they're kind of they're taking the piss out of people that are like that yeah, because I think to see Carl Pilkington's character, I think to myself, if he was the kind of person that thought that way, he would never have the kind of personality that could get famous or could succeed at doing something like that. Not without somebody else's input or help. You know, I mean, it's like it's not. He it, it just seems to be. He yeah, pl- he, he seems, seems to play a character a lot thicker than he must be. He seems like someone off of Gogglebox, but being taken around the world and having a lot more production put into it. Because when you think like that, you sort of think, yeah, but then when you think about Gogglebox, you've got to think as well, they know that they're on camera. Mm. So you've got to think everybody who knows that they're on camera and they're being recorded are, in in essence, playing a character. I guess, to varying degrees, but yeah. So are we real? I mean... (laughs) 
you play characters every day to different people. So really, this is just another facet of this is the purest, I guess, people version of yourself. But also, you're doing it to a camera, so you're not as worried about personally offending someone, I guess. Because they can't shout back at you. No. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you guys. Yeah. We really should stop insulting our audience so much. Actually, who gives a shit? If you're listening, then it's because you like being insulted. You're masochists. Probably like it, little bitches. Yeah. Masi- masochist propaganda. What the fuck are we even talking about now? Let's let's um, let's um brainwash our audience. No. Oh, go on. It'd be fun. I, d- I don't think I can. Yeah, that's it. You play good cop. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it's not that I don't think I can ethically. It's that I don't think I can. Like- I don't have the capacity to... Make propaganda. You like us swearing at you. Keep keep talking and I'll just... No, this sounds weird now. I don't like it. It's sounding dodgy. Yeah, that's it. You no, no, You plant no, those no, phrases no, in no, their brain. No, they, they... no, 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 no. Yeah, I like it when you say no. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no don't no, leave no, the room. No, no, no. <laughs> Fucking hell. Where are you going? No, no, no. My happy place is where I'm going. <laughs> no, it's just comedy. Thank you. <sighs> Pardon me. I'm coming back now. Are you sure about that? Is it safe? <laughs> Keep it secret. Keep it safe. Oh, that smells. What? What have you been eating? I don't know. I think I might have just shit myself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I have been vegan for a while, although I've been eating a bit of dairy recently, so I can't really claim that, can I? I'm more vegetarian, really. Disturbing is what you are. (laughs) Disturbed. So, yeah, what are we going to talk about comedy-wise, then? Um, What do you think of Will Ferrell? Uh, Okay, good topic. British versus American comedy, it comes up quite a lot. Will Ferrell's is a... British. Will Ferrell's Will Ferrell is a good example. British. Of what are you saying? I'm placing my vote. You said British versus American. I'm placing my vote British. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, we are both British, so it would make sense that. I mean, whilst there are some people from uh, both countries that prefer the other, I don't want to cross over but, too much because obviously we've got the stand-up comedians thing coming up. But um, we're going to be recording that. Well, I, I, I want to. Uh, we don't want to rule out stand-up comedy from our episode. There are some exceptions. There are two American stand-ups that I really, really respect. And I should have looked them up beforehand because I always forget their names when I need to say what they are. It was Bill Hicks and um, the guy that plays Rufus in uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, um, Carlin. Will Carlin? George Carlin. Carlin. Will and George are very similar names. George Carlin, yeah. Um, But who was that guy that I was in absolute stitches over when we were watching something stand-up the other week. And he he didn't really say much. He, it was just all kind of slapstick kind of... I can't remember his name, but why did I find that so funny? I couldn't stop laughing. It was basically just being re- really stupid, wasn't he? Just being, like, really kind of... He didn't really say many words. He just kind of made gestures and made sounds. I'm trying to remember... The Adventures of Herbert Clunkadunk. The mind of Herbert Clunkadunk. Um, Who's this? Spencer Jones. Spencer Jones. Oh, is that him? Yeah. Is this a TV series? Yes. 
Do you want to watch this afterwards? Yeah, let's. I, that didn't really work very well on podcast, did it? No. <laughs> My face. <laughs> you, you, his draw dropped. Dropped? Sure. And then constantly interrupted by his own imagination. See, that's brilliant. That's that's. I, I love that whole concept. And there's somebody else who's really good at stand-up that I really like, um, who goes off on these tangents and comes back like half an hour later when you've completely forgotten. Um, uh, James A. Castor. No, but he's good too. Um, no, I'm thinking um, the guy, Russ. Uh, Russell Kane? Russ. Eddie. Uh, what's the one? Russ. Russ Noble. Russ Noble. Thank you. <laughs> Russ, Russ Noble. Russ Nable. Russ Noble. I just remember this, seeing this routine where he was, basically his whole routine was anchored around this, something to do with an owl that, that was gripping onto the perch in its cage. But... And there was one where he was like raised by gorillas or something. Yeah, he's done a lot of TV series, which I don't find as in as nearly as funny. I think they're more sort of documentary style stuff. He is a fascinating guy. Billy Connolly, he's another good one. Although I think he's pretty much lost his mind now. He's, he's uh, is it Alzheimer's he's got? Don't know. He's he's not what he was. He's he's getting on a bit now. Um, I'll have to look him up. But uh, he was funny in his day. I don't know. I don't know if he'll ever be on tour again because he's. Um, it's interesting saying about um, George Carlin and the big Hicks, though. <laughs> no, you did uh, show me one of uh, Bill Hicks ones. It wasn't the, the best one. It wasn't the best one. And it's just uh, this really long bit where he goes on about people not smoking and that seems just really alien to me as someone who's just grown up in a time where yeah you know, well it's very common knowledge yeah. that smoking's bad for you well Why yeah you but it? it was then it was just that he was very against people um but the the, the ironic thing about it is he died of lung cancer mm. <laughs> the sex life of bandages what recorded in sydney in 2015 before billy billy connolly outrageous tales and hilarious he's funny he's funny as fuck Billy Connolly, but he's uh, uh, he's got something. Oh, he's okay. down as a musician as well. Hang on, I'm just—he used to be a welder. Yeah. No, don't don't interrupt me. <laughs> well, I thought it was fairly common knowledge that he's a musician. I thought he was a musical comedian. Uh, I've, I've oh, I might be thinking no. of uh, Billy Joel. Billy Joel. Billy Joel's not a comedian, is he? No, <laughs> but he's a musician, so it's about to get confused. He's become an artist now by lots of things. Because he was on that BBC Arts thing, I think. Yeah. No, Sky Arts, sorry. What are you doing? I'm trying to find what's wrong with him. I don't think it's anything. It is. Well, it'll be in fucking personal life, won't it, if it is? Oi. Uh, here we go. Uh, He's got Parkinson's. Parkinson's. That's the one. Well, that, that's not really... Does that affect the mind? I mean, it affects, like, the muscle connections, but... I don't know, then. Yeah. But he's <sighs> comedy. Red Dwarf. I'm just coming out with names of com- comedy things now. You're getting fed up. Be as more well. useful. What? What? You you direct the conversation then. You're the boss. Dickhead. Right. Are you cause are you calling me a dickhead? Yes. Fuck you. You didn't enjoy Phoenix Nights, did you? No, that was a load of shit. You only watched the first episode. Well, the first episode was shit. From what I thought, can you not like just like put your chin on your fucking mic? You, 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 you're a bit like Oliver Laurel in Laurel and Hardy. Fuck yourself. Just more modernised. Fuck yourself. Anyway, I'm gonna sulk. What are you doing? 
I'm waiting for you to go on with whatever it was you're saying anyway about. Ah, um, George Carlin. I I did see... I mean, there's... On that whole PC thing, people saying that, particularly um, baby boomers, saying, oh, youngsters couldn't handle his comedy. But they forget that he did a whole bit on baby boomers being really whiny and having that philosophy of, give me that! Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go on a political rant if I'm not careful because baby boomers piss me off. <laughs> yes, basically left the world with shit and are now complaining that people are complaining about that. Well, I'm Generation X, I got shat on, so the forgotten generation. Okay, but you should have done something. You think? Not maybe you My teenage years were pretty much Maggie Thatcher. <laughs> Yeah, but that, 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 when does Maggie that Thatcher, generation H- begin? HIV and, and nuclear fear. When does was... that generation begin? Well, generation X, I don't know. When it is sort of loose because it's not actually like any sort of but there are fast rules. There are formative years, aren't there, for when you're growing up? Um, 1960s. Early to mid 1960s to the early 1980s. 1965 to 1980, roughly. I mean, I've heard there's sort of people saying that. It was pretty. It was a pretty depressing outlook. When millennials begin. It was a pretty depressing outlook. The nineteen eighties. Um, I, mean, I don't know if you've heard of a film called Wall Street, um, which I think came out in the late eighties. Michael Douglas, but that pretty much summed up the whole. I mean, that was the really when capitalism really took off. But it is sort of nowadays. Filofaxes and um, with your age group, at least. I mean, you're towards actually. We're the first generation that earn less than our parents. You're towards the second half of that generation. Um, Am I? What do you mean? Like when you were born? What sixty-five to nineteen eighty is the? Yeah, you're towards the actual younger people of your generation. Oh right, I see. Yeah, uh, well, older because I was only six years into it, really. Well, <laughs> seventy-one. So. Yeah, you're towards the younger people of that generation. Well, no, because there's people that are nine years younger than me that were gen- considered Generation X, 1980. Well, I think it is generally actually 1978, but uh, there is overlap there, obviously. Cause it's I'm, slap, I'm pretty much slap bang in the middle. Yeah, but <laughs> like there are people much older than you in your generation. Yeah, my brother. Yeah. Um. There's people much younger than me as well. Mum is technically Generation X, just about. Yeah, under some definition, she's actually a millennial, which is surprising. Considering like how much older people your generation included, because basically... It's all bollocks, isn't it, really? I mean... Basically, most of the baby boomers are now... I mean, I lived through the, the turn of the millennium. It's like, I, you know, I was there at, in London on the New Year's Eve. It's just, so why am I not regarded as a millennial? Because I lived through that. <laughs> You mean grow up for it? I could claim I was still growing up for years after it. But. <laughs> okay, yeah, but like that, that's not how age works. No, that's how society thinks age works, though. Like that. No, that that I know what you mean. Formative years, basically. Yeah. yeah. But in 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 actual fact, I think that I think that's maybe a major crux of the problem. Would you fuck off? Can you stop? No, with your no, fucking beer can no, then? no. Well, I'm Get gonna... off. No, seriously, fuck off. <laughs> stop I'm going to stop the podcast. Stop I'm going to stop the podcast. <laughs> Why? Just because it looks like I'm stroking no, a it cock. makes noises. Oh, you don't have to edit it. But I'm to listen to it. Oh, you're so uptight. 
I forgot what I was saying now. Yeah, you, that's the whole problem is that people think that you reach a certain age where you're defined as a person and you never <laughs> continue to grow. But are you okay? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I feel undermined. Okay. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think people in the past, I think, I don't know if it's in the past or just the way I am, that I think people should just continue to grow up and continue to learn and continue to change their views on things and accept yeah. that things don't stay the same once you reach a certain age. Mm. You know, the world is going to continue evolving whether you decide to evolve with it or not. Yeah. And I think a lot. This people... is not comedy anymore, is it? No. Comedy evolves. Yeah. Well, it has to. I mean, it gets to a certain point where it's not really comedy when it's that sort of nasty laughing at someone kind of way. I don't get... I'm not comfortable with the term. I know what it means and what it's referring to, but I'm not comfortable with the term. I don't know what else to call it. Maybe they call it dark humour now, but there was... Black humour was what it used to be called. Well, it's black comedy. Black comedy, yeah. But that originates like around Shakespeare... Really? Yeah. Mm. See, this is the thing that I, I often find myself laughing at horror. And I think sometimes it's meant to be funny. There's so many different forms of comedy, isn't there? Mm. I almost feel like Boris Johnson's a comedian. Well, yeah, that's the thing. But he's dangerous, though. Yeah. And whilst he's a fucking idiot, he has smart people behind him. And that facade of just being a buffoonish schoolboy parading around on zip wires and tackling school What children. about Trump, though? Do you think he's, like, do you, uh, do you think he's got smart people behind him? Or do you think he's just loose, set loose, if you like? He's got the Kremlin behind him. They're pretty fucking smart. <laughs> okay. But it, it sort of has put by John Oliver... And um, I will go back to the sort of comedy news thing because this seems to be a very political episode. Can you not fart to undermine my point? I need a wee. It is essentially stupid Watergate because it's a conspiracy with all the gravitas of Watergate, but everyone involved is fantastically stupid. What do these leaders of our civilization have to do to get ousted what 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 is it going to take for them to be kicked out well that's the thing our democracies aren't set up to deal with can't stay on these kinds of people <laughs> no i'm gonna suggest because i need a wee i'm gonna suggest we take a short break yeah are you gonna speak to them while i go for a wee you'll find out won't you i will <laughs> why you do it <laughs> You look like a caveman. It's around about the time that I was born anyway, so may as well act the part. <laughs> it's interesting. Generation X, what happened? That's not generally a good... That's just like uh, Google Images that comes up uh, above the Wikipedia page. One of them is Generation X, what happened? That's not a good way to start things. Midlife despair on the rise. Generation X, oh, the band... Oh, when that when that was actually a term for youthful people. I'm assuming that was like the 80s. Um, wild youth. No! Still smell your last fart before you did that. I'm addicted to nuts. Well, that that's 
Okay. We've got a jar of peanuts in the kitchen, and I just can't. I can't move anywhere in the house without going and getting a handful of peanuts. Can't stop and throwing them into my gobulator. Stop nibbling on those nuts. <laughs> They're salty. <laughs> oh dear. So what's happening? You know what's going to happen? We're going to. Um, we're gonna. We've got more beer, and we're gonna. <laughs> you're looking at me as if it's like, what did you say? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I'm worried our podcast is degenerating into a an excuse for us to get <laughs> pissed and just talk uh, bollocks. Is that, mean, that that's what it's supposed to be, though, isn't it? Yeah. Um. We we're gonna try to watch something <laughs> funny afterwards, and you're gonna fall asleep because that's what always happens. <laughs> I've been unusually tired this week. Yeah, people tend to need to sleep. Mm-hmm. What are you doing anyway now? What did you say what? about me? What did you say on mic? I said a bit about your generation. My generation? Yeah. People Don't. try to bring us down. I can't what? sing. What? But I can't sing. What were you trying to... That's weird. Um, I mean, there's I'm, always... I'm not really typical of my generation, though. I don't think. I don't know. I mean, Generation X hasn't really been given a name. It's just sort of we're the least definable, really. Yeah, like X. That's the thing. <laughs> it's just sort of the forgotten generation. I mean, there's the silent generation. The baby boomers are boring old farts that are stuck in their ways, and and <sighs> sorry, but you are. <laughs> um, the Wise, the millennials are. I don't know. It's all bollocks, really. I don't. It, a lot of it is for just marketing purposes. Yeah, I think Generation X. I don't care what generation I am. It's like I'm. Stop fucking labeling me. Stop sticking me in a box. They pick a generation to market a certain thing to, where they think it will get the most sales. Mm-hmm. And that does tend to be millennials. So people see ads for something. And then they're like, why do millennials need this? But it's not actually always for millennials. Mm-hmm. Can you stop biting your nails? I'm not. I'm picking peanuts out of my teeth. How do you have peanuts in your teeth? You eat nuts. Anyway. Do you like South Park? I've not watched it a great deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen ads for it. I've but... heard mixed... Well, I never used to be able to... I didn't I didn't used to enjoy it. I didn't used to like it. But um, I've been told it's really, really good again now. I, I, apparently, it started off really good. had a bit of a dip. And then it seems to have got really good again. But, like, really topical kind of... But I don't really know. This is not going anywhere, is it? No. How are we going to... Right. Late night <laughs> shows. Uh, so I did mention, like, stupid walk. Do you think it's healthy that... I like... Um, News has essentially been, I mean, at least I like a, a lot of news, at least in like America, is now more reliable I like journalism wise. I forgot what it's called, but I like that that one with the Australian guy that came out of the Olympics. Uh, the last leg. The last leg, I like that one. Do you think it's healthy that that's how people get news now? Well, that- I think different people get different news in different ways because you, you seem to get a lot of your news off Twitter. I, I seem to be ahead of you on news quite a lot because I get mine from the BBC, mostly. Now, I I know... I, I just don't really check it that regularly. I It just sort of... Because right. with Twitter, it's sort of you're where you last were. So if you yeah. scroll up 
And it's not always actually in order. I just wouldn't... Not for how it's, it, it, it's not necessarily a trustworthy way to see this because obviously any news source can be biased. Although I think the BBC tend to be fairly unbiased, but not yeah, completely. About as I just don't think I would trust social media for news. Simply because, it, for me, social media is a mixture of opinions and sponsored ads. I guess, but it's sort of... I think I'm savvy enough to sift through the opinions and follow the right people there. Mm. And even if... How do you know when you're not, though? I don't know. I have a bit of common sense, I guess. But it's sort of an age-old question of how do you know when you're being lied to straight to your face? It's not really about comedy, is it? No. How do you talk about comedy for a podcast? I think we've maybe missed that bus. Ah, let's just have fun with it. Meow. Ah, do you find the Big Bang Theory funny? I do. I, I would like to watch it. I um, I've got a bit of a thing for. Is it Penny? Of course you fucking do. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? That you're a pervert. Why is it? Why Why is it perverted to find somebody to have a crush on someone? That's not perverted. Because What's perverted is is that view. That's an unhealthy view. Because they're marketed to appeal to your design. What are you talking about marketed? It's an actor. It's a character in something. Yeah, but in that, they're, they're very marketed in that way that they're supposed to be, oh, they're the sexy one. That all these I don't think they necessarily are in that they are. program. They are. Well, is that not everyone in a sitcom? I mean, it's not, uh, I, I mean, it's traits. It's, it's not, um, there's nothing specific about that character that makes me have a thing for her. It's just that it's, um, what what are you talking about? Marketed? I'm not going to buy her. Well, you kind of are by watching it. So are you, are you saying actors are prostitutes? Some sort of. Well, musicians are. I know that. Yeah. Of the worst kind. Well, not the worst kind. The most intense kind. Yeah. I mean, I mean, buskers are doing it for free. At least lap dancers are only selling their body. Mm. Musicians are selling their soul. <laughs> <laughs> We can't stay on comedy, can we? Do you think Christians can be funny? I think Jews can. Well, yeah, that's the thing about um, <laughs> like uh, minority comedy. Mm. When it's like um, racial See, Jew, comedy. But Jews laugh at themselves. Well, yeah, that's the point. Because they know a lot about Judaism from just being raised in that mm. environment. But, I mean, quite often... They're not actually religious Jews. But They're I was going to say, I wonder Jewish. if any of that is because you can be um, of well, Jewish ethnicity without being religiously Jewish. But it's that sort of, you know, they can do it. Well, first of all, they can do it without making people feel uncomfortable because people know that they they can take the piss out of it because they're taking the piss out of themselves slightly. Do you, know, do you know what I think, though, with Jews? I think it's a very noble thing that they do when they take the piss out of themselves because it's almost like they're giving the rest of the human race permission to feel comfortable about laughing at them when you look at the way they've been treated by just about everybody throughout history... And really, the natural response, if you're not Jewish, would be to feel really uncomfortable about what they've been put through. Yeah, I mean, there's... there's so it's almost like for, they're making light of it so that you can relax The same goes for black <laughs> I mean, comedians and yeah, yeah. LGBT comedians and Asian comedians. 
It sort that's, of, that's kind of like an antidote to what we were saying, though, about about the difference between laughing at someone and being nasty to them. It's almost like they're giving you permission to laugh at them. Yeah, I mean, without this, assuming that you're actually being. I don't shit. think it's actually an emoji, but um, there's this sort of edited sort of, and I think it does sort of sum up like nasty laughing. It's um, the crying laughing face, but the eyes are. Like they're wide open, right? Okay, it's it's weird, but that sort of a thing generally has that nasty twinge to it. I think Mm. laughing out rather than with, yeah. But it's sort of quite often comedians like they take the piss out of their upbringing. Mm. Like Russell Howard will to no end take the piss out of his own family. Because they're a funny bunch, and most people's families are generally. There's a Scottish comedian that I find really funny. Um, he's done like arenas and stuff. Um, Daniel Sloss. No. Frankie Boyle. No, he was actually Kevin Bridges. Yes, he's the one. He was actually playing Glasgow something or other. Is it the SECC? The uh, the, the arm, not the Armadillo place. The, where Hydro. was it that we went to see? Yeah, the Hydro. He was playing there the night before we went to see somebody. Yeah, I remember. Um, and and I didn't realise I would have actually made the effort to perhaps get tickets for that. But you've been yeah. to a few comedy gigs. Have you been? We to, have. I mean, you've um, you took part in some. I've been on. It, I've been on VHS videos of the Bedil and Skinner unplanned ones. It's that David Bedil. Yeah, um, and Frank Skinner. They they did a whole. I didn't realise that they were. What they they used to do, um, and, and it's really good. They used to do a thing on TV, which was a series called Bedil and Skinner Unplanned, where they would basically just have a sofa and they would just sit there and they would talk, and right. it would be unplanned. I suppose you'd call it stand-up comedy, but sit-down comedy. Um, but it was so successful a, on TV that they did a whole run of about a month in sort London. Of a televised podcast, almost. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but they did a whole month in London on stage um, of Bedil and Skinner Unplanned, and every show was different. And I went to... Uh, actually, this is a an interesting story. I suppose it's not really, but it's a, it was a, a turning point for me. Um, I went to see two of their shows, the Saturday matinee and the Saturday evening on that tour. I see I'm about the third row in the middle of the in the middle aisle kind of thing. But it was the week after I'd split up with my girlfriend who I'd been with for about nearly five years, the one before I met your mum. And I had two tickets for each show and I had a choice, so it was it was that turning point for me. I'd I'd been really down. It really hit me because we've been together so long. I I really it hit me when we split up. Um, I'm glad it happened, and it was the best thing to happen. But I had a choice to make, and I I could either just not go because I couldn't face going. I mean, imagine like say if you're getting married and 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 you you get jilted at the altar, do you still go on the honeymoon? Do you know what I mean? You've got. You got these two tickets that you bought with something. I feel like that's been a bit with. different, but yeah, but you know, it's that similar kind of thing that you bought two tickets to go with someone that you've been with for for years, mm. and then you split up like literally a, a few days before you're due to go. What do you do? I mean, my small scale version of that was that I was going to buy chocolate for someone on Valentine's Day, and they were going to buy me chocolate as well. Well, I I did something that I uh, I'm very proud of. I just thought, fuck it, I'm just going to go and I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to sit there with an empty seat next to me, and I'm going to have a fucking great time. And it was great. And I know it's like something that you, I just loved uh, just 
being on my own and you know it was it was a great anyway it was released as it was filmed that day and it was released on VHS video I think I've got it somewhere you do see yeah, no me one on can camera play it, no 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 I digitized it though oh, right. it's probably on YouTube anyway but yeah it was really good yeah you'd like Badil and Skinner Unplanned it's your kind of comedy kind of that kind of, it is very much in the same kind of vein I suppose as like a cross between what we do and things like The Last Leg I've seen a, a bit of um, kind of David Baddiel and Frank. I've not seen any stand up from either of them. I don't think, but I've seen them like on various panel shows. Yeah, um, they 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 don't seem to have that sort of. I mean, maybe they were younger. That probably were younger because that's how time works. Um, <laughs> Uh, Are you sure? But it, maybe with that youth, they had more energy then. In mm. uh, a lot of um, comedians, sort of go into comedy with a lot of energy and that's well frank skinner does seem very a lot slower nowadays than he used to right i mean this i think this came off the back of they used to have um i think it was a football based show it was kind of comedy but it was very football based because they did they actually uh sang i think one of the world cup songs um the official World Cup songs back in the nineties. I can't remember what it was called. It was a famous. It was a famous TV series though about football comedy thing based thing. Bradley and Skinner. Uh, I mean, there are other kinds of like comedy shows. So, like you said, when comedians do, what was that? Not sure. I'm gonna turn the metronome off, and I'm gonna save this just in case. Just in case it's about to crash before it carries on. <laughs> Sorry, just. A preemptive save of the logic file in case it was something beeps and I'm a bit worried about it. <laughs> you heard it, didn't you? Yeah, not going insane. No. There's, um, the camera's just gone. We just leave it and finish shortly. Sure. <laughs> See if we can get back onto comedy before. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, different kinds of comedy shows. So I quite like that. that, that, that plan. I've never seen that. Clam. Clam. You've mentioned about travel shows. Um, mm. So, I mean, there seems to be this trend now of um, comedians doing things with their mums. I mean, I think it's yeah. just Ramesh Ranganathan. And, um, well, we've gone against Lama. that. We're not really comedians, but we've gone against that. Mm. But, um, but I think that things are nowadays, there's a lot less kind of stigma attached to that whole kind of, you know, people people are more honest about where they're from and what their background is, and you know they're not ashamed of their families as much. Although he does take the piss out of it, but it's like in a yeah in a nice way. You know, it's like in a you, you know you're a fucking idiot, but I still love you kind of thing. Oh, it's, it's funny. <laughs> um, there, there was I'm sure she plays up to it. There was uh, some program where they they just had like little short snippets of where I think it was Ramesh Ranganathan talking to comedians in a cafe. And him talking to Russell Howard, mm. they have that thing where... Yeah, because he does that as well, doesn't he? Quite often they're told that their mums are funnier than them. Yeah. But it's just that sort of frustration with, well, actually, that took a million takes for them to be that funny. That was mm. just what made the edit. Yeah. Everything I made was sort of funny and occasionally really funny. Just that one thing that they said that actually made the edit was funny. Mm-hmm. Is that what you think? Well, that that's what they said. Okay. But is that what you think about about being on podcast with your dad? We're not. Well, I'm not a professional comedian. Aren't you? Surprisingly. I'm shocked. 
So what are we going to do then tonight then with the rest of our beer? Are we going to are we going to probably watch con- comedy? Continue with the music, or are we going to go down the comedy route? Well, it feels we like actually- we sh- it feels like we should watch comedy since we're talking about well we're we're meant to be talking about comedy now. We'll actually get onto the subject of comedy. Yeah. After the podcast's finished, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Have you seen this? Is Spinal Tap? Mm-hmm. It's got five stars on. It's on Sky at the moment. It's a. It's a. Have you heard of it? It's called. Tap. It's a mockumentary. Uh, it's a film that came out in. Oh, um, Jonathan Pye. Right. Did a. He did a mockumentary about um the U.S. elections, and he referenced that. Right. Yeah, it's basically following like a a rock band on tour, um, like behind the scenes of them, like putting together stuff. But they they actually. Um, I mean, they were kind of they were put together for this film for this mockumentary. But they did actually play at Donington Monsters of Rock Festival, and they got bottled off. Bottled as right. Okay, so this is you won't know what this is. Um, see, Donington Monsters of Rock. It doesn't exist anymore. But the nearest thing to it is Download Festival now, which is like two or three days. But Monsters of Rock used to be a one-day rock festival. It used to be like metal and rock bands, people like ACDC, Guns N' Roses, Metallica, all that. Those kind of bands used to play. Mm-hmm. Still do Download, um, but. You're not allowed glass bottles in there. So before you go in, basically, you either had to bring any drinks that you brought with you in those, you know, like the five litre plastic bottles like that you get for putting like oil in or they're like plastic bottles, but they've got like a handle and a mm. screw cap. They're five litres. You basically had to take any drinks that you take in in those. Um, and they had an endless supply of them outside. So you could pour drinks into them if you had cans or kegs or whatever. Um, but of course, when you're in the middle of the crowd and you've been there all day and you don't want to lose your place, so you you but you really need to piss. The, oh the only place that you've got is oh, wow. a, an empty five litre plastic bowl. Now, I took. Do you remember Scott, my friend from college? We went to Don- Donington Monsters of Rock. I don't think I've actually met them whilst I can like remember. Them. No, no. but anyway, he he yeah. he was he was. Um, it's it's a messy affair when you go to a, an outdoor rock gig like that. But basically, in between the bands, people used to they, they used to have bottle fights. People used to keep themselves entertained in the sort of thirty to forty minutes in between the bands while they were setting up the changeover. By basically, I got I must have photos of it. The whole crowd would basically be hurling empty plastic bottles up into the air, just basically throwing them. They, they sometimes so, have piss in them, though. Yeah, well, that's the thing. They would sometimes land. Oh One of them landed upside down on the back of the neck of my friend, and he just felt warm fluid flowing down his back. Oh, <laughs> oh no! But yeah, when I say they got bottled off, basically these these plastic bottles, which were the only bottles that were allowed into the place, because obviously that's that's why, because people used to throw them and people would die if you had glass bottles in there. So they just banned anything other than plastic bottles. Like metal crowds. <laughs> so that yeah, that was that. Yeah, but Spinal <laughs> Tap. Um, another similar kind of vein of band was a band called Bad News, which was made up of the Young Ones crowd from TV. Rick Mayall, Adrian Edmondson, Nigel Planer. They restarted that. Uh, I don't know. Rick Mayall used to do a fantastic series, which I didn't really watch, but I would love to see uh, called the, the kind of a precursor to um, what's that one with um, Mr. Fucking Fuck Fuck, get the fucking fuck, 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 Scottish guy. Fuck of it. Yeah. The New Statesman um, was Rick Mayall, I think. 
but they were the young ones. That was a that was a kind of a revolutionary comedy back in the early eighties, because it was on after nine after the watershed, and we were of the age that if you were daring enough to have been able to stay up and see it, it was kind of it was. Ooh, I'm not past nine. There was swearing in it and stuff about naughty things and and things like that. Pardon me. Anyway, they they the core of that series made a band called Bad News and they there's a video of them doing Bohemian Rhapsody. They did albums which were basically sort of metal albums, but there were clips of them in the studio arguing and swearing at each other a lot and, and they did they played at um Donington as well. I don't know where this is going. Should we just wind up? I have a few uh, a few more things to it. Do you? I did um reference Jonathan Pike. What do you think of him? Oh, in general smells. In general that yeah, I really like his um, stuff. There's, there's been one or two things that I've seen that I've been a bit disappointed because he's it, it, aired views that I haven't agreed with mine, but I don't think that's a just validation to to say that you don't like someone as if they have hold a different view. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, as soon as I saw his stuff, I just I do like... It's, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because he, you kind of wonder when you first see it whether or not he's actually a reporter. Yeah. But it's deliberately done that way. I mean, he's doing a stand-up tour, isn't he, at the moment? Yeah. Um, I think I think it's kind of half in that style where he's still sort of acting mm, as a reporter. Mm. But there's, there are a lot of comedians that do that, even though they, they are technically a stand-up comedian. I mean, I would imagine somebody like... Um, who's the guy that sweats all the time? Lee Evans. Yeah. <laughs> you knew who I meant. I, I can't imagine he would be like that off stage. He's playing the character, surely, on stage. He would die if he was like that all the time, wouldn't he? He's <laughs> just like, ah! But, yeah. He's he, actually 20. Is he? No. I'm oh. All oh, right. Okay, sorry. <laughs> just like that. Oh, that, that, that was humor. That was comedy. Yes. Yeah. He reminds me of um, somebody older from comedy, but I can't remember the guy's name now. No, you're helpful, aren't you? Um, not George Formby. There was a guy, he was on, he was in films and stuff. Ah, oh, it's fuck, it's gone. I, there, there's no point carrying this on. You carry on with your points. You've forgotten them, haven't you? Douglas Adams. Yes. I Comedy think. books. And Terry yeah, Pratchett. It's harder to do uh, in the written form, because I think comedians put a lot of, like I was saying with um, David Baddiel and Frank Skinner not being as energetic. Mm. So I don't, I mean, I do sort of find... It's sort of um, with Frank Skinner at least. I haven't seen much of David Baddiel. He's sort of reacting to other people. Yeah. When I've heard him most of the time, because I've just seen him on panel shows. Yeah. Uh, but he is a lot more low energy, so mm. it's much less of that laugh out loud kind of thing. It's more of a just sort of. Huh. Mm. Um, I mean, it is quite a skill to be able to just in the pure written form be able to still evoke. Laughs because yeah, a lot of it's without tone any of voice, isn't it? Or, or, or facial expressions, or yeah, because mm. it, it, it's a lot harder to do puns without emphasis. I'll tell you what, I do like there's a lot more of nowadays than syllables. there used to be is um, what you might think of as panel comedy shows like quiz, quiz comedy, you know, like sort of QI and big fat quiz. Um, I, I used to really enjoy um, Whose Line Is It Anyway, all that sort of stuff. Never mind the buzzcocks. Mm, all that sort of stuff. That's that's good fun. Uh, I mean, it's the first instance I can think of when I look back of that was it was a, a quiz called um, Oh, I had the same theme tune as Grange Hill. Guess my or what's my 
Stop showing your age, please. Oh, fucking hell. It's just depressing now. What? Who for? The audience. I think most of them are probably your age. I don't know. Well, most of them are actually American, but they probably have no idea what you're talking about either. Shall I? Okay, um, no, please don't. (laughs) At least not in front of me. No, I'd certainly do it behind you if I was going to do that. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. um, I have been fireballed. No, um, being in a comedy audience... Yeah. So I've been. You, you did say that you've been to. See what I do school. like. Have is you been to anything clubs. else? I, I've been to a couple of comedy clubs, which are good, like John Glers style stuff. I don't know if you. Do they just have like open mic kind of thing, or just like? No, no. Bar? They they have like three or four comedians. Basically, it's like a it's like a nice bar, but they'll serve food early on in the evening. But they're, they're not, not like in the comedy section of the evening. Well, if you're they, near the front, you're fucked. Whilst they are professional comedians, they aren't necessarily like TV comedians. No, but they're on the circuit. They are professionals. Yeah. They're, they're paid. It's not open for anyone sort of thing. Although you do get that sort of stuff in pubs and what have you. But, mm. but comedy club stuff, yeah. it's See, it's a bit like the stand-up comedy that you see on TV. Is I find it it's worth chancing it. Sometimes it's hit or miss. Sometimes you've got ones that you don't find very funny, but at least you know they're only going to be on for 10, 15 minutes when you're watching it on telly. But then you'll get one that you just is just for some reason hits that funny bone, mm. and you just like in hysterics and crying. Which it's um, it's I, think, I don't know what the recipe is for me. Russell Howard does that for me. I like daft humor though. Yeah, it's just that sort of. I mean, it's daft, but it's also smart. Yeah, he is. Yeah, Russell Howard. I mean, I I think I I like him more than I used to. It took me a while to get into him, and I think it's the political aspect that kind of gave me more of that respect for him. I do find him quite childish in other senses, but I think I've got used to it. It took a while for me to get that. I like that. Which is weird for me to say that because I actually found that other guy that we were talking about earlier absolutely fucking hilarious and he was probably about as childish as you can get. So, and, and things like Monty Python and the Goons are just ridiculously childish. So, yeah. It's that sort of. I mean, it's being ridiculously silly, but also poking fun at how ridiculously silly you're being. Do you know what I think it is? I think some of it is a generational thing because. He's probably in that age group that would have been teenagers when I was approaching middle age, like in my late 20s. And at that time, teenagers were just fucking annoying because they were almost like a threat. You know what I mean? Um, Right. They were the cool ones when you were approaching that time when you were going to be growing up. Oh, Um, but did you feel like an old man? No, but there's that threat that 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 is approaching. That you know that they've still got that youth, and I feel of... that at the moment with the way that some of the people might. But then you get over that once once you get into middle age and you get to kind of like I'm in my late become 40s a now. bitter old man. Well, as some people do, but for me, it's just like I just thought, well, what the fuck? I'm just going to be a teenager again because I'm just me. It doesn't matter how old well, I am. I'm just going to be a fucking. I think you went that way because you're a musician. <laughs> yeah, but. But then not everybody is suited to that. You don't become a musician because... I mean, um, it's weird saying You don't become that that way because you're a musician. You become a musician because you're that way inclined. Yeah. Because you're suited to it. Yeah. I mean, saying that, I mean, we were... Because 
we're not exactly normal um watching the berlin philharmonic yeah mm. whilst it's all you know, they're very serious there but it's sort of i mean they must i mean i know they are like the best orchestra in the world they must still be but you saw the interview in the interval childish musicians at heart and and I loved that they they interview in the in the interval the the classical pianist that had played in the first half they got the conductor and one of the cellists are just like talking to chat having a chat with them in the bar like as an interview piece I think it was the oboist actually was it okay and it's great just seeing people being you know they they don't and I mean in that interview they were talking about the music to a certain extent but it was clear that they actually get the most out of what they're doing while they're on stage because they can bond without being talking about yeah, music. Yeah, they were talking about... Between. They go out for drinks they're, and... They're talking because the conductor and the pianist had been... They played that, together before. <laughs> of course you fucking did. <laughs> I'm just a hot-blooded young man. <laughs> yeah, you're granddad mate yeah but it's the thing is yeah but only in a legal sense um it well it depends what you see when you when you say hot some people mean one thing and some people mean another to me i I suppose what i mean is an interesting character somebody who engages my interest and the reason for that is because i know i can see in the personality obviously but the, the part of that 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 puts together a person who can be that skilled that's something that i highly respect you're aware that you don't have to want to fuck someone to have a conversation with them yeah but that's what i mean about the the definition of finding somebody hot when i say i find somebody hot i don't necessarily mean i want to fuck them yeah but i mean that's that's what that language implies that they're sexy to you well no yeah but i mean i would say that i like if i'm attracted to someone generally for myself at least Personally, attraction for me isn't really well, based I, on well, that. Well, then I, I suppose what thing. what you're then getting down to is what it is about when you say that that somebody you want to fuck. What it is you get out of it when you fuck someone? Because I don't, I don't do physical relationships, just purely physical. I get an emotional involvement, whether I like it or not. So that that's what I mean is that that person seems to me to be of a really interesting person that I could engage with. Okay. But if you just say hot, that doesn't imply that their musical ability and intelligence attracts you. Well, you you can derive your own. Generally, when people... The word hot when regarding attraction you generally s- means physically attractive. I, I, would, I would challenge that definition. Yeah, but... Inter- right, definitions that... Like, Language is only useful if other people can understand what you're actually fucking saying. Yeah, I know, but there is there is most definitely a case to be heard and said for the fact that you can be the most attractive, physic physically attractive person on the planet and be really not hot because you as soon as you open your mouth, you're just a fucking idiot. Wait, yeah, it's, <laughs> but like it's a personality that's hot, not. A, but if not you just a body. say in general. Oh, I find that person hot. It can't just be assumed. Yeah, but you're betraying your own viewpoint here, and that you're saying that somebody can only be sexy because they're physically attractive. No, I'm saying that if you don't specify, it's reasonable to assume that that's what you're saying. I don't. But you can specify that. I I think if you know me, you would know. I think you you're making an assumption about me. Then I know that you're a bit perverted. (laughs) No, you assume that I'm perverted. You assume that I find people sexy because I of their know. bodies. I know you are. You know what prejudice is, don't you? 
Mm-hmm. That must be real hard for you. I'm sorry, I forget you're only 16. Anyway. I've known me a lot longer. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> that's to be expected. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I got uncomfortable, didn't it, towards the end there? Uh, this is the end, isn't it? Where are we going? Let's go watch some comedy. Okay, I mean, this hasn't really... What has this episode been? Is it funny? Is it serious? Oh, we, should have a, we should have an end note. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, why do you insult me? How is that respectable? Because it wasn't a funny joke. <laughs> and generally, comedy is a complex thing, and... It matters a lot what context and what tone it's been given, and yeah, I feel like the tone has gotten really antagonistic now. I'm not saying that you being a pervert is necessarily a bad thing. I'm just saying that it's a fact. Do you know what the definition of the word pervert is? The modern definition is more important, though, isn't it? No, a pervert is somebody with a twisted mind. You definitely do then. <laughs> Yeah, but you've got to have a definition of what a normal mind is then. Boring. Well, then that's the twisted one. We're disappearing up. Do, 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 do. Phenomenon. That wasn't even the right note. <laughs> How would you know you're a percussionist? Fuck you. <laughs> I play the xylophone as well and timpani. They're both tuned. And Glock and well, the vibraphone. I like that <laughs> the second video after... Well, the first video is Generation X, what happened. The next one is Midlife Despair on the Rise. Yeah, that's bollocks, isn't it, really? That's your generation. Next one's the band Generation X. When My generation is the ones that still... See, Skid Row, one of the bands that I grew up listening to, sort of rock metal kind of stuff, they had a song called Youth Gone Wild. And the older they got... The like the the chorus of it was saying we are the youth gone wild was the main sort of line in it. But the more they toured, the older they got, and it's like, hang on, you're in your early thirties now, you're still singing we are the youth gone wild, and they still they're still out there singing we are the youth gone wild, and I suppose in a way they still are. Um, it's just a different perspective on it. What? Well, you're you're a youth at some point in your life, and after that, you've if you've gone wild. Yeah, but now they're, they were used that went wild, and now they're old people that are still wild. How do you how do you go wild, though? How do you rebel when, when the people that you're trying to rebel against are... Elderly, but still wild. <laughs> well, it's yeah, but I mean, like, you look at somebody like the Rolling Stones, and it's like, they're still fucking... They've still got the... You know, they could still kick the shit out of a lot of young bands nowadays, but in a musical okay. sense, in a, in, a, in a performance sense, you know... Maybe that's because of experience. Yeah. This is not... We need to find a way to exit the podcast. I said my end bit and we just went on. What did you say? Well, you just went on. Oh, no, you, what did you say you is the question I asked. I didn't ask being you to have a fucking go at me. What did you say I asked? <laughs> what did you say? Oh, you're being all antagonistic. What did you say? <laughs> what did you say? I said we were going somewhere and then you said that we were being... You haven't said goodbye such a teenager thing to say. Whatever, Minga. Actually, it's not. It's, it's well outdated now. Is it? You wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, people were saying whatever, Minga, about 20 years ago. People were saying, ah, 20, uh, 500 years ago. So, like... <laughs> saying, ah. 
the, 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 the word article ah. You're a fucking love jockey, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, there are some bits of language that are just always useful. So fuck you. So is cool a cool thing to say nowadays? Because it's like hot, cool, bad, fab, fat. It, it depends what age you are. Wicked. If you're in your early thirties, <laughs> and yeah, in an ironic sense, it, it's to the point where we're now post irony when it's no longer ironic. Can we just go? Can we just stop? Mm-hmm. Please, please do the outro. I've been viral. I've been the orbiter. And this has been a weird episode. I hope it's entertaining. What's next? And funny and comedic. It's uh, spoilers. Time? Oh, fucking hell! I think. How do you know it's next then? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's useless because the camera's not even <laughs> Have we stopped? Is this the after put, afterbirth now? <laughs> the after post thing? After abortion. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we have, we, we, yeah, we, we were talking about Jimmy Carr ages ago. <laughs> Oh, I want to watch Jimmy Carr now. Oh, yeah, but it's all the same. Is it? Yeah. Well, that's only because we probably watched all of them. Let's not start again. Okay. Could watch um, this is Spinal Herbert Tap. Clunkadunk, yeah. whatever it is. And or This is Spinal Tap. Maybe. Can you end the thing? I have been... Can you end my pain? Can I you have... end my suffering? Shut the fuck up. Would... I have been the orbiter. No, we've already done the outro. Have we? Oh, yeah. oh, sorry. Okay. Um, oh, this is where I say goodbye and then switch off the recording device, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Shall I, shall I press this square button? We, we really should stop drinking when we do this. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network. <laughs>